Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to today's episode of Take It or Leave It. I am one of your hosts, Meredith Masony. And I'm the other one, Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we're not professionals at anything that you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take. Or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, I had given Tiffany homework last week, which was to watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Did you do your homework? Yeah, for sure. Question. Um, hold on. Sorry, I want to get the live stream up so I can see comments. I think it's behind though. But anyway, yeah. So about my homework, I did it pretty much the same way that like I did my homework in high school, and that was wait oh. till the eleventh hour and do it under pressure and cry. Um, I sometimes I say, yeah, I'll totally do it to something. And at the time, I mean it, you know what I mean? But then mm. it just, and then I realized, anyway, hold on. Am I too loud? Because I am off the charts on my end. It's like going all the way up to the red when I talk. Can I, should I try to turn not it down? To me. You're not too loud to me. Okay. And nobody in here is saying that you sound too loud. So I think it's okay. fine. All right. Um. Anyway, yeah, so um, I had a bunch of people give me their passwords to various streaming platforms, and I couldn't find it anywhere, and then eventually I found out it was on HBO Max and not yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Or it is on Hulu, but you have to have a certain prescription. I don't know, dude. Anyway, yes, I'm ready. So you did watch it with my HBO Max login? Yeah, I did. Um, there are... Um, 12 episodes. Yes. And I watched 10. Okay. Uh, since yesterday. <laughs> so I didn't go to bed till five in the morning. Oh my gosh. Um, and then an hour later, Chloe came in with a bloody nose mm. and, uh, I've been up since then. So if I say a sentence that doesn't make any sense or like isn't part of the English language just go along with it just so, so play off is, of it what, what does Chloe have a cold of course every every yeah. five minutes somebody you know what I mean that's just it's yep. it is what it is so she had a fever uh her dad picked her up from here a couple of days ago and 20 minutes later was like your daughter has a fever of 102 and I was like okay well, she's your daughter now, <laughs> but, uh, but I knew what it was about it. You know, he had to go to work the next morning and he works in a building and needed, uh, you know, she would have been miserable there. So I was like, bring her here. And then, um, the next day 
I thought he was going to have to bring her back. He said she was fine and she went to school. She was really embarrassed because she was coughing all day. Mm. Um, I'm like, it's okay. Don't be embarrassed. Whatever. Uh, tomorrow's her birthday. I asked her when we were fixing her bloody nose if she wanted to go to school today. And she said no. So she's chilling. Okay. She, she's going to go tomorrow because it's her birthday. Well, there's, there's plenty of things, unfortunately, going around because it is like prime time cold and flu season. So, yeah. you yeah. know, it is yeah. what it is. But I take She's 150 supplements. So <laughs> I am going to be just fine. <laughs> Are Dude. you sending in birthday cupcakes? Yeah, that's the goal. Of course. She's having a birth. I'm not going to see her tomorrow night, which is weird. She's having a little party mm. over there. Okay. Um, which is fine. Uh, she is going to uh, where <laughs> her. She wants to have a birthday party next week, dude. And uh, she wants it to be a party followed by a sleepover. Oof, rough. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody's going to let their seven, eight year olds spend the night or not. So I'm assuming it's going to be a small turnout, but. Um, it's a cat, cat theme and she's demanding people dress up as cats. So I love that for her. She asked for a Megalodon tooth. Uh, she knows what she wants in life and isn't afraid to ask for it. Okay. So, um, a replica of a Megalodon tooth no. or like. She wants a real the... one. Okay. I don't know that you can procure that. I didn't, but that's yeah. between us and her when she's older. Did you get a fake one? Uh-huh. Okay, great. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say, I can actually get my hands on a real one for you. I'm sorry. They're exceptionally pricey. Wait, you have a you have a Meg Tooth Connect? Yeah. You got the, well, the not hookup? Pers- not personally, but I mean, in downtown, there's a shop that sells... Um, you would love it. You'd go ape oh, shit for it. I bought you. Oh. I bought you some crystals there a couple of years ago. Does she think that we can't see her or what? Did I lose you? Do, no, I. You don't see the child crawling oh. through the background. No, trying, I didn't see her. Oh. You're adorable. Were you trying to be, I thought you were trying to be sneaky because you heard us talking about your birthday, but you're just getting a water. You can, you don't have to do all that, honey bunny. It's like, it's like the, a bank heist movie where they're going under the lasers. That's what, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. What do you, I'm, what are you doing, babe? Okay. We have matching hair. Okay. Right. I, see I see her. She's taken off now. Yeah. I, I, but anyway, this, this store, so... this store in, in the downtown area sells a mix of like beach and like shark tooth and like artifacts and like all of that stuff. And then like crystals. It's a very weird shop, but you would love it. Don't ever call it weird again. It sounds like my dream. And, and... I know for a fact they have megalodon teeth because I've seen them in the case. I like how you say it. I what? think you say it the right way, and I say megalodon. It wrong, but... Yeah, it sounds That's so weird. No, I didn't say megalodon. I said meg 
Ladon. That's how I've been saying it. But you're right because oh. that's how it's spelled. But it sounds funny. Yeah, I think it's Megalodon. I think it is. Okay. I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, well, that's great. I mean, I hope that she only has a few friends that can spend the night for your sanity's sake because it is a lot. Little girl sleepovers are a lot. Yeah. Um, Sophia, her birthday is in, as she told me yesterday, 11 days. And, um, she wanted to go to Universal Studios with four friends. And I was like, I don't know who you think you are. Without you? No, no. With me, but wants me to pay to bring everyone. So tickets are like $170 a piece. A hotel room because it's over three and a half hours away. Food. I was like, I can't spend two grand on your birthday. I love you, but that's not a, that's not your journey right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's not your journey. And she was so offended that I would not spend $2,000 on her for her birthday. And so I was like, and these are my lame things. So I was like, okay, so there's a Dave and Buster's same, right? Same as Universal Studios. I'll give you guys some quarters. Stop She's it. like, I do not want to go to an arcade. I'm going to be 15. And I was like, okay, so paint your own pottery. And she's like, stop saying stupid things. And I was like, okay, um, mm-hmm. bowling. Uh, no. And and so then after she got in trouble for being rude and uh, being entitled, she calmed down and, and got her herself and her her she got her house in order <laughs> and she said okay what? we go you were cutting out she got her house in order her affairs in order and her brain and she um she said can we go ice skating and out to dinner and I said yes that is a perfect birthday situation because I can afford both ice skating and dinner yeah so we're doing the public skate at the ice skating rink at like eight o'clock and we'll go to dinner at like five 30 or something so that there's enough time or whatever. But I was like, I will happily take four of your friends out to dinner and ice skating because that's reasonable. I was like, we are not the fucking, you know, Kardashians. We're not millionaires. We don't have that kind of money. Amen. So so anyway, so yeah, birthdays all around, I guess. Yes. Good times. Good time. If Chloe was like, me and four of my friends want to go to Universal, I'd be like, let's do it. If that means I don't have to have people at my house, I'll pay $10,000. I'll go into debt. I'll refinance my home. I'll do anything. Mm. Please, God. Yeah, well, that part is a big, that's what I I hate that too. And I actually did just put down the deposit on a, um, for Matias's graduation party. So I'm not having it at the house because it's going to be probably like close to a hundred people. Whoa, that's a lot of people. Yeah. So I was like, I'm definitely not having that at my house. So we did, um, we are, uh, we are going to, uh, have the party on May 24th 
which is right after graduation. Graduation is the 21st. And so I started ordering decorations and I got invitations. And so I was sitting on the couch kind of both happy and excited to plan the party and sad because it's going to be here real soon. But um, Mm-mm. and this morning he opened a package and it was his graduation tassel and his um you know his 2024 lanyard and his senior water bottle and i was just like mm. i would that's got to be so hard dude but he's excited he's ready so anyway we, so yeah we, so that was That was already this morning. Jeez Louise. How are you doing at um, pre-graving? I've been keeping it together. I feel like I've done a lot better lately. I think with balancing my hormones, mm-hmm. I have been able to maintain some composure. Damn. How do I get that? Let me get some <laughs> hormones. What's Listen, up? I... I just had my I just had my six week checkup since starting the testosterone and the progesterone. Yeah, how and did that go? It went well. My numbers. Um, so before starting testosterone, I was nine. That was my number. I had nine testosterones. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I had I had nine. I now have a hundred and twelve. Good, which is right? great. But they want me at 200, so they actually upped my dose. Um, and uh, my progesterone is starting to even out. And so I have. I've been feeling better. And they were like, your numbers look really good. Your blood lo- work looks really good. So just... <laughs> I'm what? Not, I, Dave goes, you need to stop just shy of a mustache. We don't need any facial hair. Oh, he's huh? like, don't go too far. Yeah, but he's a happy camper because it's also um, made me more amenable in other departments. It made you more what in other departments? Amenable. Yeah, what is that? Approachable. I feel like you've always been approachable in those departments. Um, uh, It's just been better. We'll just say that. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Congratulations. Yay. Yeah. So, but I just mean all around balancing my hormones has been good. I think for everybody who lives with me, um, because it's, it's just, it is definitely made me less emotional and able to capture sort of before I'm going to, you know, jump off the cliff with those emotions. So that's been good. Love it. Yeah. So, um, so- how how are you doing? Because last week, oh, you don't you don't want to talk about it? <sighs> yeah, we can't. I just don't have anything new to report. I uh, last week I have been doing amazing with no energy drinks and no vaping. I had a, a couple little slips on the vape. My uh, friend came over and I hit theirs, and then I found an old rusty one, <laughs> and I was hitting it like a fiend uh it was burnt so i could only hit it like once every three hours but um it's because i didn't want to quit it's i felt like i had to so my heart isn't all the way in it 
Um, but uh, it's definitely better. Um, the circulation issues have gotten better. Ah, I don't know why other symptoms have presented themselves. Super freaking weird. Um, One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Making it so with... hard to sleep. I don't Have know if I've shared those. Yeah, well, you know how there was like uh, muscle spasms started in my yeah. legs, and then it went uh, my body spasms from my feet all the way up to my neck. Um, I I'm having trouble sleeping at night because I have like tremors, dude. It's so weird. It reminds me of Parkinson's. Um, is the only thing I know to compare it to because I it my body uh, tenses and uh, tremors uncontrollably at night when I try to sleep. So I have. Freaking wake up every day feeling like I was in a car accident. It's so strange, dude. It's so strange. Did you um, did like, you make any doctor's appointments yet? Yeah, I have all my doctor's appointments made. I'm waiting uh, on a doctor's appointment for a primary care physician, a rheumatologist. I went uh, a, like a week or so back to do one of those lifeline screenings where they test you for all these diseases and stuff. And um, the only things that have shown up red so far uh, they did like 15 tests. I'm still waiting on results for two. Everything else was fine. All the arteries and heart crap. Okay. Um, I got red on BMI. Your body mass index, uh, is considered overweight according to the national, whatever, whatever Institute, which is surprising to me because I'm five foot eight and I weigh at the moment, like 172 pounds. You're not Which, five eight. I'm five eight and three quarters. There's what? You're you're like five ten. No, I, no, I'm not. I just have a big skeleton. I swear. <laughs> I tell people this all the time. They always think of uh, it's. I'm five eight. So okay. anyway, I was very surprised about that because, like, I'm. I don't know. I feel like now I'm maybe it's muscle. Maybe they're talking about muscle to fat ratio. I, I just, my point is all my pants are huge on me because I've lost weight. So I was surprised that they considered me overweight, but don't care. Also my lipid levels. Yeah. What were they? My lipid panel. Um, uh, 214. Mm, so so high is 240. 
mine are borderline high. It's supposed to be between 200 and 239. And I've got, is that your border- total or your which, total cholesterol is, is 214. Total. Okay. Um, borderline high LDL and, uh, normal triglycerides. So can I tell you something? Anyway, so mm. whatever, who the hell knows time will tell, but I'm good. Uh, uh, I don't know if I necessarily actually want to talk about this on the internet. I'm going to see if I could do it in a way that doesn't, that won't affect my kid in the future. Mm-hmm. Your child's, um, your child's triglyceride levels are off the charts and we need them to go see a cardiologist. So they're supposed to be like, I don't know, checking our insurance and then we're going to do that. But it's breaking my heart for a number of reasons because a, Obviously, I've been Googling and it could be a lot of things. It could be diet, lack of exercise. It could also be diabetes. So I'm hoping it's diet and exercise. That would be the best case scenario because we could change that. Um, It sucks because that means that that is my fault as a parent. It's my responsibility to make sure that we're putting good shit into our kids' bodies. And I have not made any effort whatsoever to do that properly. Um. And I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Like I have definitely chosen convenience over health. And apparently it is showing in one of my children. And I really need to amend that. I really need to fix that. Um, It happened so quickly. My child went from being underweight to over in a heartbeat. It was, it happened so quickly. So another thing it could be is diabetes. And the reason that's concerning is because all three of, uh, well, let me not put his family on blast, dude. But Drew wait, had, what, are they, were, what are his family members type one? Uh, well, I don't know the differences. Uh, they have insulin pumps connected to their bodies full time. Right. But type one is you're born with it. And it presents itself at a young age. Yes. And I don't know. And then yes. type two is when you, um, it, it's it's from lack of diet and exercise and there's a predisposition. But yeah, um, so one, I know that one of them has had to wear a pump most of their life. The other one passed away last year from it. So I can't get a lot. I can ask, you know, if it becomes an issue. I'll ask details. I probably should anyway, but I don't want to cross that bridge until I'm sure. Like we've always been aware that this is something that could happen. Um, well, it did. I just Googled it um, so that you can ask this question. But uh, it says that type 1 diabetes can appear at any age, but it appears at two noticeable peaks. The first being between children ages of four and seven. And second is between kids 10 to 14. So what are the two types? Type, type one, one and type, type two? two. Yeah. So type one is. I'm, it's, I'm asking. You're asking what? I'm asking someone who knows the answer. Oh, you're texting someone, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. did. Yeah. So, so, but yeah, but I mean, and, and that's, that is something that you do have to definitely look out for, especially when you have, um, when it's 
part of the family history. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And I and- was concerned about that when she had lost all her weight when she had influenza and we went to all children's. I was like, please check her for diabetes, dude, because that's something that runs in the family. And they said, no, none of that. And I'm assuming uh, some of my supporters told me that when they ran the tests that determined the triglycerides and stuff, they would have also tested for diabetes at the time. And nothing about it specifically was mentioned, just the triglycerides. So they want to go to a cardiologist. Yeah, well, they're they're um, if she had her blood, if she had her blood tested when she was fasting, then they can get an accurate blood glucose and sugar level and A1C and all of those things. And I'm assuming they probably did that. So they'll go over all of that with you. And those are all questions. But it's just always good to when you know a family history of that to have that checked, because like my grandfather was a type one diabetic. So that's like part of just the family history, like that we have to, that you have to keep your eyes open. And obviously if it runs on, um, Drew's side of the family, that's just part of the family history. So yeah, you definitely have to be aware of that. Just like melanoma skin cancer on mine, my grandmother had it. Right. And so, and I've had two different types of skin cancers to date already. My first one at 23. So crazy. You know, that's why I go every six months to the dermatologist and get checked, but it's just part of whatever your family history is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I'm glad she's getting checked and I'm glad you're going to get some answers and then you can figure out what you need to do. Yep. To make changes. So that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk about home girl. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't seen it yet, uh, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace is the story of a little girl who was adopted from the Ukraine. And then I don't even know what you call it, but then was returned and readopted by the family in question. That does the document that it, the documentary is about. So let me get that. Let me pull it up so I can get the names right. So there's going to be spoilers, everyone. So if you haven't seen it and you want to see it, you might want to skip this. Right. So in 2010, Natalia Grace was adopted by an Indiana couple, and that is Michael and Christine Barnett. What are your thoughts on Michael Barnett? My thoughts? Yeah. All right. So they, they've they changed okay. d- numerous times. I'm so embarrassed to admit that for some reason he reminds me of myself. <laughs> I can't. I'm really upset about it, dude. I really am. For some reason, his theatrical, dramatic ass way mm. of telling stories, bitch, reminds me so much of myself. He can't just tell a story from point A to point B. He has to act it out. He has to set the scene. And that's how I am. He, when he took it as far as saying, I need you to bring the camera right here to this level. I need you to do this. (laughs) Bring the camera down, bring it down here. And then started punching the floor. Yeah. I went into orbit. Yeah. 
I was like, this is so anyway. So he reminded me of myself. I didn't really like that. I feel, um, I feel like he just made some stuff up. Uh, I feel like he exaggerated things. I feel like he believe he probably believes what he's saying. I really think, you know, if she is a sociopath, I think he might be a psychopath. Like, I feel like he... Are you, when you say she, do you mean his wife, his ex-wife, Christine? No, they said Natalia was a sociopath. They said that she was diagnosed with being a sociopath. Okay. And so I'm just saying, so so my initial thoughts are, wow, this guy has been through some shit and I feel so bad for him that he ended up in this situation. And then my thoughts changed as time went on. What are your thoughts? So in in the first few episodes, they present this and, and under, yeah, anybody who's listening right now, you were, we're going in deep. So this is complete. And we're going to label this episode as complete spoiler alerts because there's no way to dance around this. You just have to talk Mm -hmm. about it. Um, So in the first few episodes, though, they paint the story from Christine and Michael's perspective of adopting this girl Mm -hmm. in 2010. They're told that she's six years old. They start to believe very early on. She has a very specific type of dwarfism. um, And I don't remember the exact medical definition of the type that she has. I'll find it. Yeah, but. They said that um, literally the day they brought her home from the adoption agency, they took her to Disneyland and then brought her in for a bath. And that night, while bathing her, Christine, the, the wife, screams for Michael, the husband, to come into the bathroom because she says, look at down there. Natalia has hair down there. What right. six-year-old has hair down there? And so they start it off by like, like, what? Like, what? This is so weird, right? Like, mm-hmm. and they start to talk about how this girl is probably not a girl at all, but a woman pretending to be a girl to get adopted, I guess, to get out of the Ukraine, right? Yep. Yep. And to further substantiate or reaffirm those thoughts, allegedly the mom, Christine, found underwear with blood in them. And allegedly Natalia confessed that she had been having her period and was hiding it from them. And they looked up the probability of that being a thing for a six-year-old. And according to Michael, the dad, the youngest case of getting your period that he found was eight years old. Mm-hmm. And she was allegedly six at the time, yeah. which is confusing to me. Well, the whole thing was very odd. So they the, the first couple of episodes, though, they really take you down the path of of the story that Michael and Christine are telling. Right. And so you're kind of looking at this kid and you're like, oh, my God, could this actually be an adult? Could this really be? a grown woman pretending to be a child. But then you start to hear all of these stories about, and right out of the same mouth, right out of Michael's mouth, 
he goes multiple episodes about how she was scamming their family. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into Christine is a horrible, evil devil of a woman who's controlling the whole fam- family, manipulating everybody, abusing everybody, and he's getting divorced. And all of this stuff is going on. Yes. So prior to that, the re- in the, the beginning episodes, they, I believe, wanted to tell the story in a way that would place doubt in the viewer's mind about whether or not mm-hmm. this was a child. So they had the thing about the pubic hair, the thing about the period. They had yeah. um, the mental institution. So there was a scene that occurred where Natalia and the mom allegedly got into a fight and Natalia was hauled away to a mental institution and they got the people from the institution on record to during an interview, but didn't put their faces. They wanted to remain anonymous, but they're like, she is not a child. She had pubic hair and she was making sexual advances regularly to all the grown men Mm -hmm. in the facility. Multiple workers said that. So in your head, you're like, if she's six years old, seven years old, how, how does she know to me? You know, maybe, but then who she might be aware of that stuff because there might have been some childhood trauma. I, I don't know, but it was it just placed a lot of doubt in my mind. And during the period of time when the parents had her placed in the mental institution, they went to work through the legal system to get this child re-aged and her date of birth changed on her birth certificate. Can you say that one more time? Sorry. I so the the they went to some lawyers and while Natalia was in the mental institution, they had her re-aged from the age of at that time it was maybe seven going on eight to mm-hmm. like twenty-two. Yeah. And they changed her birth year to nineteen eighty-nine. Yes, and they did that because like how did they do that? I forget. Did they have her tested? They, no, they basically um, gave uh, the only doctor's testimony that they had was the pediatrician. And in the notes, when they read it, the pediatrician stated that there were concerns from the parents based on how the child acted, that it led them to believe that because this was an international adoption and they weren't sure of the validity of the first birth certificate from the Ukraine, that this child is clearly not a child and in fact a grown woman. And they like chose an age randomly, but not. Oh, I don't think it. I think it's a doctor said, according to, you know, my beliefs, she's 22 and they took that and ran with it, right? Yes, but the reason that they chose 22 is because an adopted child is this the parent's um, obligation until the age of 21. So 22 wasn't pulled uh, out of thin air. Got it. 22 was a very strategic. And mm. what I didn't understand is, okay, clearly Natalia Grace had some issues. She was adopted um, from a Ukraine uh, uh, orphanage, she definitely was abused. The first home she was in clearly wasn't the right fit, and there was either more abuse or other issues that took place. 
I don't know if the right word is rehome. I don't think it is. I think it's like readopt or a new adoption process. But she was removed from that home from the by those parents and then adopted by the Barnetts. That went sideways very quickly. And then the Barnetts did this to her. After re-aging her in the mental institution, they put her into an apartment at age nine. She is living on her own in an apartment building. Allegedly, they had to come and pick her up from the mental institution because the workers called and said that she was trying to pop proposition the male clients at the mental institution. And they're like, well, we don't feel safe bringing her back in our home. So we're going to put her in an apartment, which to me, yeah. at this point, I'm still confused because even if she was 22, like, why are you still spending all this money and stuff to house her if you believe that she's like malicious? Like, why not just, I, I'm still confused about that. Why not call the police and be like, we're getting scammed and this kid's threatening to kill our family? Like, why would you instead buy a whole ass separate place to live for the person? Well, I I mean, I think it, I, I don't think that they ever believed that she was actually 22 years old. I think that oh. Christine, I think Christine Barnett thought that she was going to be able to um, promote her image of this mom who uh, homeschooled these children to become geniuses. And she was now going to adopt a Ukrainian orphan and turn that child who had special needs and a disability into a genius. And when it didn't go as her, because she was also writing a book at the same time about her oldest son who has autism and is a genius. Yeah, dude, that that made me a little sad, too. Yeah. So I think it all kind of rolled up into one of where she was like, this is going to really help me sell books. If I can, if I'm now not just the mother of three, but the mother of three who adopted a Ukrainian orphan who has uh, a very specific form of dwarfism and has. But wait, they only had 24 hours to decide. Do you think she had time to ponder all that? I don't think it was like a calculated thing, right? It was like 24 hours. Do you want this child? Yes or no. And you think think in that moment, she decided it would be good for her. I think she. I think she had every. I think this woman had every intention of trying to make her the next poster child for her next book. And then when it didn't wasn't working out that way, I think that's when she was trying to figure out how does she get this kid out of her home, and how uh, does she? Can you refresh get, my memory? Yeah. Uh, Kaylin said the husband explains why they didn't just give her back. Can someone refresh my memory? Do you remember? Um, I don't remember that. I know that they they kept talking about the um, adoption agency that they had used, but there were two adoption agencies involved and things start to get really shady when they looked at the 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 adopt cuz they kept saying it was an a, clo- a closed adoption it wasn't a closed adoption there were emails back and forth with the first family that adopted her even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So it wasn't a closed adoption. He lied about that as well. And Hold on. Who, who lied? Michael Barnett said that it was a closed adoption and that they had never spoken to the parents or met the parents. And they have emails of them all corresponding together. The adoption agency, the first set of parents, them, oh. lawyers. So there there was... Oh, so Kaylin says he basically says it was because of her re-aging and not wanting to look bad by sending her back. Michael gives his opinion about why they did. She meaning Christine didn't want to send her back. I think that it was all image. It was all supposed to be this image that she was working on because she was in the middle of, of promoting this book and da, 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 da. And it didn't go the way she planned. And so then she was just trying to figure out how to get rid of this kid without sending her back. That's what it was because she didn't want publicly to be known as the woman who sent back an orphan. Yo, that's what it was. That, that's so crazy because in the beginning they had me fooled. I was like, this is a straight up woman, right? Like that's how they painted it. And that's how I received it until like when they said 34,000 people in the whole world have this very specific form of dwarfism that I can't pronounce. Um, they were shocked to find out that there was another little girl in there in Indiana with the same thing. So they arranged a meetup and allegedly yeah. these two girls were supposed to be the same age, Natalia and this other girl, when they got them together, they show a photo of them together and the little girl has a baby face and looks very young. And in contrast, Natalia looks much older. So at that moment, I'm like, dang, dude, that's a whole ass woman. And right. they had me, and then they interviewed that girl and her family and stuff. But so I, I'm confused about the baby teeth situation. The neighbor woman was showing yearbook photos of her kid who was six and Natalia who was six at the time. Yeah. And she showed the first grade picture and said, this is Natalia. And in the first grade picture, Natalia had all her grown up teeth in the front. Um, but they have other photos where she had her baby teeth, like her um, passport photo when she first came. Um I, I think that threw me for a loop, too, because I was like, why would she have all these adult teeth in first grade? That well, was part of the stuff adding to my doubt at the time. Right. But then later on, they do interview the dentist that she was taken to at age eight. And the and Christine asked the dentist, based on x-rays, how old is this child? And he said anywhere between the ages of like seven and nine. Really? Yes. So the dentist at the time when they were trying to get her re-aged, the dentist was like, she's between seven and nine. You can see all of her um, uh, molars and everything that are still under there that haven't come up and da, 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 da. And so they had information. They have doctors. Um, They had x-rays of her growth That's plates crazy. that showed her growth plates were still open. 
which is one way to determine age. It's another way to determine puberty. Um, because when Sophia was nine, we had to have x-rays done, uh, because we were like, oh my gosh, she's going, she's starting puberty. She's nine. And we had x-rays of her wrist to see her growth plates and that ages the child. And it can Mm -hmm. also give you an idea about puberty. And so they had all of these medical records that were not allowed to be brought into court because Crazy. the court had already re-aged her. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It was crazy that they couldn't bring that up yeah. in court. Um, once I realized that she was, in fact, a kid at the time, I was freaking so sad for her. The yeah. part where she was made to stand on the wall for like eight hours, dude, it was devastating. And this poor girl, when you look back on the footage of her and you realize she is actually a child, the maturity in which she handled the punishment is heartbreaking because it's all she knows. You know what I mean? It's not like she's like, this is unfair or defending herself or arguing back on any of this footage. She just takes it like that's how life is. And it's, it's so messed up and it's so sad and shocking. And I just don't get it. I just, I just don't get why you wouldn't just. Yeah, sorry. No, I don't know where I was going with it. It's so sad, but I guess. You're empathizing. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it's so confusing because it's like, okay, then why, uh, why was she being so creepy with her new neighbors when she was living by herself? Why was she breaking into their house and being inappropriate with their kids? Like why, you know what I mean? The, these are all the things I'm considering at the time. And um, they're saying, I think that it's because of the trauma that she experienced that she, that's the reason she was the way that she was with other kids, I guess. But wasn't there I, a lot I, of allegations of inappropriate stuff with kids? Right. But that's because they were saying that she was tickle fighting and doing all of these things as a 24 year old when she was really nine. Right. But like walking into their house, snooping through their stuff. there There were there were things. But you have to remember, too, I think if you put her as a nine year old child who's been left to their own devices, who's hungry and is looking for an adult's supervision. I think you would wander into somebody's house. I think you would, you know, go seek out maybe a kid your size or I, I, to me, when you, when you're like, no, this, this girl is definitely a girl and is a child and is not 25 or 20, you know, whatever she was when she, when they said they first moved her in there, 22, that makes sense. All of those stories make sense. So I think you know, the series itself, it's one of those true crimes where there's just right, left turns every second. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, how could how could people get away with this? And then Michael ends up getting tried for um, they can't try him for child abuse and neglect because of the, of the aging of the, of her. So it was basically abuse and neglect of a, um, of an adult who has special needs, but was found not guilty, which is crazy to me. Mm -hmm. And they, when they interviewed the jurors after the fact, 
they said it was just so hard because the there wasn't enough evidence to support it. We all knew he was a terrible guy, but we they, they just weren't able to give us the evidence. And then they said to them, if you had all of the doctors from the saying that the reaging was bogus bullshit, would you have convicted him? And they all said yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even see how you could have a trial that way. Yeah. I don't. I don't even understand. And then hers got dropped, dude. My jaw was on the floor when Christine's whole thing got dropped. Yeah. And then they didn't even try her. And I was like, what? And this this bitch moved to Canada very early on to escape this whole situation. I mean, yeah, what the a whole thing. And that dude, uh, Freddie. Yeah. Fre- Freddie Hill. She was like sending him dirty pictures and trying to hook him up with Natalia. Yeah. Did you see that? That's crazy. I took yep. notes um, <laughs> of some of my moments that I wanted to discuss. If you'd like to do that, unless there's something else that you want no, to tell go. in consecutive Shoot. order. Okay. I would like to talk about a few things. I would like to talk about the first thing on my list. Hold on one second. I'm going to yell to Chloe. Chloe, you okay, honey bunny? Okay. The first thing on my list, uh, the random trigger warning child predator they interviewed on the front porch with no shirt on like Tiger King. Yeah. Uh, What was that? Do you know which part I'm talking about? That's the, that's, is, is that not the guy that, um, she wandered into his house and he was watching pornography? I might've missed that part, but there's no way that if that girl wandered into his house as a kid in my, like, I can't imagine him just being like, no, you can't be here. Please leave. He'd be like, it's my birthday. Like, this is the greatest day ever. Like I feel uh, my heart dropped and I was like, yeah, what happened? Well, she talks later on about how she had, had gotten into his house and he was watching porn and he told her it was okay for her to sit and watch it with him and asked if, if she wanted to sit next to him and okay. it made her feel weird. And so she left and she's like, that was it was good- probably the luckiest thing ever that happened to me because he was pr- going to abuse me. I didn't put two and two together. I don't think that that's who she was talking about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But but like what would stop? I don't know. She's so vulnerable. Anyway, I just thought that was really random. Um, Oh, who? Okay. There's a girl named Jennifer Manns. Mm -hmm. Do you know who I'm talking about? The little girl? So there's this little girl who was being interviewed and she said, um, there's something I don't really want to talk about. Um, but if you promise not to say anything to her, don't tell her I told you, I'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they aired it for the whole world to see. About her biting her. About her. Yeah. Was it biting or beating? I thought it said biting that she bit, bit the baby or bit 
or maybe it was hitting. I don't know. I don't remember. But that there was. Um, I thought some... she said beat. Okay, maybe it was beat. I heard bite, but that's obviously either way that she had physically assaulted one of the other kids in the home. Yeah. yeah. And I I hate how this kid said to the producers, like, please don't tell her I told you this. And then they just aired it like for everybody to see in the world. And I thought that was so messed up. And yeah. I was just curious, like, as far as legal, legally, like, if somebody tells you not to air something in a documentary for their protection and you do it, like, is there any recourse there? I, I feel like they had to go back and show that footage maybe and say, we're going to air this. Are you okay with it? And the parents may have given permission. That's, but that's her current family up until the end. Yeah. So yeah. The man's family adopts her at the end at age legal age her well her by at the biologic age of like what was it 21 22 because through this whole process too they do go back and they find her mother her biological mother and her biological mother was born in 1979 so there was no way she gave she would have been 10 right yeah to to natalia grace in 1989 right right also, I have a note here that I don't remember writing. Fight on phone with chicken lady. Fight fight on phone with chicken lady. I don't remember why I wrote that chicken lady. That one lady who was like defending Natalia, I think is what it was. There was a fight on the phone with her. Okay. But anyway, can we talk about the son's mic still recording? Do such a freaking uh, the jinx moment. Did you ever see that documentary? No. Was it the jinx? The guy freaking who was accused of murdering his friend and a few other people um, was being interviewed. He's like an old man now. And he forgot to turn his camera or his microphone off. He forgot he had it on. He went in the bathroom and was talking to himself and it confessed to the killing while talking to himself with his mic still on and ended up um, getting arrested at the very end. It's wild, but that's what it reminded me of is that hot mic moment. Cause that that's when he admitted to having pushed her down the stairs. Oh wait, who did? I thought they were talking about the mom pushing her down the stairs. I think, I think the son pushed her down the stairs because he also confesses to peeing all over her bed and peeing in her room. Yeah. But it was because the mom told him to down the stairs. But I did. I thought they were talking about the mom doing it. Hold on. I think that was his actions. I think that one was talking about his actions, but I, I could be wrong. I think the brother Jacob kicked her down the stairs. And then, and then Michael was saying to him, you don't have to worry about that. You were told to do that. Nothing can happen to you now because it was so long ago. Da 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 da. Hold on, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. The brother kicked her down the stairs. I think the mom kicked her down the stairs. He was protecting his mom. I don't know, but all I know is I felt I was. It was. It was really sad for me to see that kid Jacob because he's this genius. Right. And his future's so bright because he's like this bright 
scholar. And now he's just living in his dad's basement with heaps of trauma. Definitely a lot of trauma uh, all the way around. Uh, it, it just was such a sad story. I have a question. About- if the mom was as crazy. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That was so rude. Please finish no, your thought. Go, 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 go. I'm sorry. If the mom was so rude, why are the other two sons with her and not talking to their dad, do you think? Michael claims that the kids have been brainwashed by her, um, that he's going to kill them if he ever sees them. That's what Michael says in the documentary. Mm. But Natalia also says that she was always a wonderful mother to the three boys. She was just awful to her, and Michael says awful to him. Interesting. Yeah. Do you think he was really as afraid of her as he claims? Um, No, I think he was definitely a part of this. I think she was probably very manipulative and demanding, but he also you know, was going to go along with what she wanted. And, uh, you know, he basically exonerates himself of any physical beatings or things like that with Natalia and says that that was always all Christine, but he's culpable. He watched it. He claims to have video recorded it and didn't go to the authorities. I thought, At that point, when he said they asked me for my phone, I kept the phone just in case they could ever recover it. I thought we were going to have some bombshell evidence. I was so ready. Yeah. And there wasn't. So, but I just think that I think that he went along with it. I don't, I thought he was spineless. Um, and he was complicit. Yeah, well, he secretly recorded when he went over to that apartment. He secretly mm-hmm. recorded her and was like, where'd you get the donuts? Da, da, da. And he was talking to her. He reminded me of like some power tripping ass dude. Like yeah. he, he was, you could tell he was like enjoying the power trip. Well, I feel like you're lying. Well, and at first I'm like, why would she lie? Why would she lie about the donuts if she didn't have anything to hide? Why would she you know, and then it, when you realize she really was a kid, like, holy shit, she's probably petrified of these people. Lying was of a way course. to protect herself. Of course. I'm sure she told many a lie, but she did that to try to keep herself safe. Avoid punishment. Yeah. Right. And she was left. I can't imagine. I mean, I was a latchkey kid. Right. Like, I feel like a lot of us were. We went home. We were unsupervised. Our parents were working. Nobody showed up home until, you know, sometime around dinner or whatever. Mm -hmm. But you can't even, I can't even imagine just being like, okay, you live here now by yourself. Take care of yourself with no adult supervision at all at nine years old, 10 years old, 11 years old. Like, there's just no way. It just blows my mind. And she was, on top of that, she was, she had physical um, impairments. So she couldn't even get up and down into cabinets. Like, I mean, it was like, how, how the hell is it? I, I don't have a lot of experience with this topic, but is it 
common or, you know, not outlandish for someone as young as six, seven, eight year olds to flirt with and, uh, proposition people for sex? Is it, if you've been through something traumatic, is that... Yeah, I think the trauma is what you have to account for. And she does say that when she was in the orphanage, she was sexually molested. Yeah. And I think that that becomes a learned behavior out of that abuse. So I don't, I didn't take much. I mean, I'm just trying to understand. There were other accounts, though, from the mental hospital saying that she was a scared little girl who was not doing those things. Wait, what? I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. Towards the end, when they were taught, when they were reaching out to all of the other medical um, personnel who filed reports that they were trying to bring to the court, there was um, a woman who was who worked at the facility and said that. Natalia Grace was definitely a little kid and was not doing the things that those other workers had claimed Damn. she was doing. I miss that. I wonder maybe they were getting paid. Maybe the workers that, were getting paid. Right. I mean, you don't you're not going to give your name and you're not going to go on camera, but you're going to say these things. Damn, so true. I yeah, I don't know. So don't do we have anybody that. So do you think she did have pubic hair or no? No. I don't think so no. at all. I think that it was all, uh, I think it was all a very calculated plan that they were trying to build to get rid of this kid because very quickly on, I think very early on, she knew this is not going to help me with my image. This is going to be way too much work. Natalia required a lot of surgeries and doctor's visits and I don't, th- I think they were like, this is way, we bit off way more than we can chew. And now we have to figure out how to get rid of this child without looking like assholes. And so we're going to age her up, ship her out and no not way. have to deal with her. And I'm fleeing the country and going to Canada. And I think it was all, I, I think it was all very calculated. This is so interesting to me because I was left with so many questions. Um, and I think that's what they want, right? They want mm-hmm. the a story like this is meant to pinball you back and forth in your yeah. beliefs and shake everything right. up. Um, I did not realize they could possibly be making something like that up because it's so easy to prove. And in my opinion, if I adopted a child that was allegedly six or seven and I looked down on night one and saw that I'd be making a phone call to the police immediately and being like, hey, I don't even know if this is the right number to call. Uh, just got I just think, no, think you would call the adoption agency back. Well, that, a normal uh, yes. person would call the adoption agency back and say, hey, we need to talk about this. What is going on here? And we need to have this child looked at by a physician and we need to go through proper protocol procedures for what is going on. Yes. Did That's they not-, not what took place? I uh, so. OK, so he was lying because at one point he said, 
we called the adoption agency to get some information and they said everything was sealed and they couldn't tell us anything and they couldn't do anything. And then eventually some lady said, look at her tag. It or bad. Yeah, that so, was bullshit, though, because they they brought out all of the email correspondences between him, the parents and the adoption agency. I must have missed that. Yeah. Yeah. Tell they me. Brought, they what? brought all of that out. They brought out because um, they were asking what uh, what issues they had with her. What were some of her mental issues? What was going on with her? Um, what information what other information do you have on her? Almost like they were trying to build a case. They wanted to know why she was returned. And I think they were trying to build a case. And Michael even says later on, he changes his tune, right? When he's all evil Christine, evil Christine. He says, I never went into the bathroom that night. I never saw her with pubic hair. Christine. No way. Yes. He recants the whole thing. Why does my brain do this? My brain leaves out such important, crucial information. You were binging. You were binging late into the night. You could have been in and out of consciousness for certain parts. You can't let your homework go that late, you know? I know. You need, <laughs> when, when, when we're going to discuss something, you've got to do know. your homework at an appropriate time. I know, but like, honestly a week's notice for 12 hours of footage. That's a big ask, bitch. I watched it in a day and a half. That's because you have problems. <laughs> I don't. I was, I'm I, a perfectly I was normal. I and, and folding laundry. Yeah, I, so I've been super motivated this week to clean and I've been like, manically cleaning and organizing everything. Oh, I love that. That sounds and I'm so wonderful. I'm so proud of myself. Um, but yeah, I should not have waited because I missed some important parts, but I was, and I think for some reason it wasn't that shocking to me because I had already seen the Dr. Phil special mm. like years ago. Um, and so I kind of already had some backstory. I had like, not heard of it. I had not heard of this case. Really? At all? No. no Girl, it, I had it was not, all over no everything. I know, but I hadn't seen it. And and it wasn't until we were out to lunch um, after the pole vaulting meet a couple of weeks ago. And one of the other moms was like, how have you not watched The Curious Case of Natalia Grace yet? And I was like, I don't, Sorry. I haven't seen it. And so that night after we got back, I started watching it and I was like, holy crap. So, um, so they, everybody wants to know, yep. we're going to have to wrap this up. Did you watch the last minute of the last episode? Yes. Okay. So and, what do you I'm think? So con- well, I'm just, I'm so confused because I've, well, I've heard things since then that, what do I think about what? Sorry. So here's here's they, the they play the they play the phone conversation of the of the man's parents of Natalia's parents, the man's, the mom and the dad, yes, the adoptive yes. parents, saying that she's gone crazy, she's ruined their lives and she's um moving out. Yes. Uh I wasn't surprised by that point at that at all. Uh, 
I was confused. And then I immediately re cause I had seen that clip before on TikTok um, mm. of the slow zoom with the drone of her on the patio. And so at that point I did a little research and people were saying that the man's wanted money that she'd be getting from the documentary. And when they found out that they weren't going to be getting money from the documentary, they flipped on her and tried oh. to make her look bad. That could very well be. And somebody else said that it could just be that the man's family is super religious and she was starting and they were just starting to have some normal coming of age arguments with her being in her early 20s. And so she wanted to have some more independence and move out and have, you know, a life of her own. Yeah. And so, from what I've seen there on good terms, the mom, the, the man's mom uh, is like posted screenshots of her and Natalia having FaceTime calls like they stay in contact. Allegedly, everything's all good. But that's what I heard was that they assumed that they were going to be getting some royalties. And when they found out that they weren't, they turned on her. Mm, okay, Somebody said they just wanted her to check. She wanted to be independent. That's it. Yeah, I do hope they do a follow up, though, because I would like to see what Natalia is doing now. And, you know, hopefully her life is is better. Is she not suing anyone? They let they basically lead to that in the last couple of episodes that she's going to sue them civilly. So I don't know. But nothing's happened yet. I haven't seen anything or read anything, but I think she should sue them civilly. Uh, her childhood was stolen. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy. And a lot of people are comparing this to Gypsy Rose, which is you can't compare it in my opinion, because nobody got murdered. Well, it's it's true crime. They're both true crime. They both come with abuse of a child. Um, so I can see some overlap but, there. But yeah, but people are saying, how come y'all are cheering on Gypsy Rose, but not Natalia Grace? How come nobody's this passionate about Natalia Rose as they are about Gypsy Grace and Gypsy or whatever? Gypsy Rose and no, Gypsy no, Rose. I, I completely, my heart broke for Natalia Grace. Broke. She was robbed of a childhood. She was abused. She was lost in the system. She fell through the cracks. Everything about this case is terrible. And I hope this girl, this woman now, um, is able to legally re-age herself to the appropriate age. And I hope that she has a better life. And that I do want her to sue the pants off of Michael and Christine Barnett. Michael, you can tell. He so desperately wants to be a movie actor. Yeah. He so desperately wants to be Hollywood. Yeah. His dramatic ass throw of the bat made me laugh for 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. And then so he's the like, sorry, I threw that. I couldn't. I couldn't. The scene where he was beating the floor, Brian had walked in and he was like, what are you watching? And he was cracking up for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's but so, no, I, and then he's like, ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he held his arm. Like what, but what did you think you weirdo? Yeah. What did he, you think? He's an odd, odd ball, but no, I, I completely, 
um, my heart broke for Natalia Grace and what they did to her. It was child abuse, straight up, clear cut child abuse. Uh, when I, I read that part, go ahead. Sorry. So no, I, I didn't hear you. It broke up. When I heard that the sons were then brought into it and were taking turns doing terrible things to her, mm -hmm. it broke my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, it seemed like she was being really honest. I think it was her, one of the brothers that admitted what they were doing and said, just threw her, just threw her down. It was so sad. And then part of me is like, you've got, I mean, didn't, I don't know. There had there had to be more going on behind the scenes, abuse wise. Like I would not be surprised if there was some kind of other abuse going on with the boys, and that's kind of mm. like a bold accusation. But yeah, I but we're, we, I mean, we're not going to know unless <sighs> somebody comes forth with that information. You know, we won't know. Yeah, that's, uh, you know what, and that's something that I do too. Um, Christina said, don't you think it's weird though that she was placed multiple times with no clear answers to why? That's what, those are some of the questions that I have. Mm. And that, wh like, why? Yeah. Why was she moved so many times? Why were people so desperate to get rid of her? I do think a lot of it could be because of her medical needs and what she was going to require surgery wise and but wouldn't doctor you know that wise. going into the adoption? I think sometimes people just bite off more they can chew and they don't they just don't they really don't realize what a child with those types of special needs is going to incur the costs that they're going to incur. You know, I think it's sad, but. She also had several years in an orphanage where she was sexually abused and probably physically abused. And so the the that abuse is also going there's going to be behaviors associated with that abuse. And that child is going to have trauma and you're going to have to work through that trauma with that child. And I, and I think they just piled more trauma onto that child. And that's why I'm just saying I hope nothing but the best for this woman. You know, so and it it was it was it was quite the story. So um, but yeah, but we've been we've gone almost an hour and a half now at this point. So are you shitting me? It's 1030. Oh, my gosh. Time yeah. just flew. Meredith, is time moving faster in life? I'm serious. For me? For the world. I swear time flies so much faster. It's really weird to me. Like, I feel, I don't know, since I started sharing custody, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's my weekend again. I just, like, it. I don't know. It just feels like time goes by so much quicker. I don't know. Well, it's in, you're living your life in a different way. I'm sure that, I'm sure that does feel different. I'm sure, absolutely, that makes sense. But it's not for you. Like time seems to be moving. The days don't seem shorter to you. I feel like time is always going at a million miles an hour for us. Mm. Just with everything that's going on with, you know, kids and work and life. I feel like it's, I feel like I'm getting beat up every day at a million Oof. miles an hour. <laughs> Preach. 
preach so it. I, I, I feel like that's constant. I mean, Sophia was, is going to get her learner's permit in 11 days. Stop it. Yeah, she's she keeps she's like, I can't wait to drive you around. I'm like, you're not driving me around anytime soon. Oh my <laughs> I God. don't care what the state of Florida says. You need a lot of practice. So, like, but yeah, I, I just signed her up for driver's ed so she could take her test and we could print the paper out so we could make the appointment to take her in for her learner's permit. I was just taking my driver's test yesterday. Mm. I just can't believe it. Anyway, all right, everybody. Well, um, next time we do one of these, I'm going to pick next. I'm going to okay. make sure I pick one that I've already watched, and I'm going to give you a week's notice. And um, and then after that, going forward, we'll take audience suggestions, but maybe not a whole docu-series. Maybe just like one movie documentary. Mm, I've got yeah, some good okay. ones, like the ones about the triplets. That About was the what? separated at birth. I didn't see that. Yes, I think you did in the hotel. I was there. I told you to watch it. I'm pretty sure. Um, what's it called? I swear. I, I swear you're like, is that good? And I was like, yes, dude, it's nuts. Three identical strangers. No, I didn't see that. Oh, my gosh. You have to. Okay. Not right now, well, but well, it's not. Well, you get to pick next time, so you let me know when you've got to pick. But otherwise, okay. join us next time for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It. An advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms. Who have no who have idea, no idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Love you so much. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye.